There you go. You can see. Yes. I, I, I like the evil looks. Wait, aren't we missing one? Oh. I don't know. Fuck Dark Matter. No, Dark Matter is in the road. He's in London, EU, I think. Um, so, um, but thanks for the new to the new format. We do get to deliver you an episode, unlike previous times. So, it's gonna be just me and Iceman this week. How are you, my friend? Uh, uh, jet lag. Um, <laughs> yes, like Dark Matter will be in a bit because he's on on the road to London and Black Hat EU. Uh, I was at the Black Hat Mia Middle East. Uh, yeah. Guys. So if you haven't checked out the uh, interview that uh, Iceman did with uh, Captain, is a, a good short clip that's on YouTube. A couple housekeepings. There's a difference between the YouTube and the podcast. The podcast will only cover the main show, this show, um, whereas the YouTube will have a little various shorter clips that um, you know we recorded or we have created over when we're on the road or whatnot. So you have a little bit more stuff to watch at whenever you die. Uh, also, some of our uh, loyal followers have reached out to me and uh, asked if we could do a live show with a live chat. Um, like I said, you know, this new format, we're trying to work things out, but it will have to be on a different date and time because of all the different time zones. But that's one of the reasons why I set up the YouTube as a premiere, because when it goes as a premiere, there's a live chat option there for us to, you know, hang out and chat. Um, I try to be on every one of them as much as I can, but Ooh. so yeah, whenever it's, it's that's what you get. Yeah. It's so premiere does. Yeah. So when you do premiere, it will load the video as a live stream, almost like a live stream. And people can chat as we go, as the video plays. So it's not, I know it's not ideal, but it is what it is for now. So any show notes for per episode will be in the description of the podcast and the YouTube description. Yeah, so we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, um, we're on Podbean. So uh, the, the one caveat there is that I had to name the show Wireless Shit Show and Shit Show as a one word to bypass the obscenity filter. Because if I did a wireless shit period uh, space show, it says, well, you can't have that kind of word in your podcast title. But if I did a shit show, it's fine because it doesn't register as like an obscene word. So if you're looking Neat for the shit trick. show, one word search is uh, is your friend. Yeah, I get the red wiggles on that spelling thing every time I do yeah. it. It's not because El Cantaro doesn't know how to write English. It's well, because he is bypassing filters. No, it's there's that and and both. So, <laughs> um, I saw a couple of pictures on the beach, man. So wait, you were in you're in the desert, and then you went to a beach. Oh, isn't that the same thing? It's just sad. <laughs> it is sad. But there was a, there was a lot of there was a lot of leg skin showing on those pictures, my friend. I was like, ah, because like <laughs> I wake up, I wake up at like you know in the morning and re just to get ready to hit the day, I hit my Instagram feed and I see your legs. I'm like, gosh. Maybe one day we'll have uh, only feet, just of the feet of the three of us all over the world. <laughs> oh, anyway, with just the two of us, there is one news item that I wanted to cover, which I, it didn't get as much attention as I thought it would be, which is the NXP hack. Um, you know, NXP suffered oh. a long-term hack, I think. Oh, fuck yeah, man. By oh. some APT. I think Chimera is is being blamed for it, the APT group Chimera. You know, it popped up, and then a couple people jumped on saying, hey, this is a big deal, and this is kind of wiggled away. Now, NXP might not be the most known chip company, I guess, 
but but it is Depends what are you talking about right. it's it's a it's one of 18 largest in the world i would say it's kind of no right right billions of products so right but wh why is why do you why is it specifically of interest to the wireless shit show would you say oh ah uh, yeah that's you know how come it's relevant for us oh yeah yeah yeah, for sure that's a very good one um it's because it's rfid and fc based and they right. have a lot of shit about that so nxp is actually nxp and sony were the co-inventor for protocol for for nfc right uh oh yeah for sure um sony did the felica format right. i think that's um, very popular in your parts of the world in japan and yeah uh, places and then uh, NXP is a Dutch company, which is known for oh. what everybody knows in my world, uh, mm. in our 5D world, is the MyFair Classic and mm. then the MyFair Plus and MyFair Ultralight. You have the ticket systems, and then the latest secures product is called MyFair Desfire. So that's very popular. But it's not only that. I mean, the biggie what I see about that is not just the cards. It's it, they will also do chips. I mean, stuff like, you know, I just dig around in boxes about it. You know, this is the development mm. chips from NXP. This is like other chips, NFC-based chips that you build into products. So you have most likely an NFC, NXP chip in your, your phone, your smartphone mm. or Android. Stuff like that is, you know, they, they all programmed and all designed. When I saw it, I was like, this is, gonna, this is fucking insane. Have we spent 10 minutes so I'm allowed to curse now on the show? Oh, yeah, anytime. It's fine. Yeah, okay. Okay. Because it's fucking insane. You know, I, I saw that shit. And I was like, it's like, this is mad. The hackers was there for over two and a half years. I'm like, right. this is insane. This is a secure manufacturer of secure chips. And it's really high. And they had threat actors in their networks for two and a half years without notifying, noticing. And they didn't notify the customers. Right. It's like mental blown. I predicted, like, I heard, like, last week, like, last Saturday, it was, and I thought, like, yeah, Monday, the stock mm. on NXP will, you know, go down because it's such a major impact. And it just floated out. It just disappeared. Mm. It's just nothing, which is, for me, very, very odd. Right. So I think I think for a specific segment who looks into a lot of hardware, like, I have heard of the name. I've come around, uh, you know, across them as I do a little bit of, RFID NFC stuff uh, in the hardware stuff world, but you know it's not like Intel, right? Or it's not like I don't know Alpha, they, Alpha, they, right? They now or MediaTek, right? They are, they are like that. They are right. that big. This is an enormous company. People be like, well, you know, where's the impact of it? And then, like you mentioned, right? I think even Apple and and Android both use their chip for their contactless payment. I think. Yeah, right. definitely. You know, so will you chip it up, tap and pay and all that stuff. Um, you know, all the access cards and stuff like that. So in both it, ways, you know. right? Not just the card, yeah. but also the reader, right? So this is an XP card. This is an ultralight. This is dim. So yeah. they actually do a card and we do hardware. So we do both the IC, the antenna, the cards. We do the, you know, the chips that's in your phone and all that stuff. Their range of products that covers it all, the whole thing. And they're very good at it. They're exceptionally good at it. That's why. Yeah. You know, other companies makes clones of it. You know, so there are other known companies who make clones of MyFair Classic. It's called Fudan, it's, uh, or right. But like MyFair, MyFair, my for example, what are what are what is the MyFair standard often used for that you know regular people would interact with? Oh, what heavens! You would use it for everything. You have it in the access control systems, right. uh, HID. 
bus ticket system, wild flights, you have hotel systems, hospitality systems. And so, like, for example, you know, regular, regularly, if you check into a hotel, they give you a contactless card. The likelihood of that being a MyFair card is high, right? Uh, likelihood for that being a, a product made by NXP right. is like 9.5 out of 10. We were talking about this off the show. This breach, I thought it was a bigger deal too, right? has to be. I mean, what I'm curious about, how they manage, one, not inform the customers, right. because they have some sensitive customers as well, right. two, not own the stock owners, and right. then their internal security, you know, I mean, and it's not like they are a bad company in a way. I mean, right. so the threat actor, the Chimera, I, I reached out to right. my contacts in the underground <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and asked, and I asked about it, and it was like, they got back saying, yeah, that most likely is a governmental uh, sponsored threat oh, actor, right. that name. And they did not want to answer more after that. <laughs> That's what I got. I was like, nope, not talking about that. So so if if the breach, if, you know, the, whoever breached them got access to, at this point, I don't think we know what they got access to. I, I might nothing, feel... Nothing. It's silence. It's totally right. stonewalled. If, but if they did get access to, I don't know, chip design or, or source code, that'd be big, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. It's a big company, right? right? Plenty of employees. Let's see what we can do. They most likely have segmented everywhere. So would would uh, what would they have got access to? The normal stuff, you know, emails and all that stuff, dialogue and internal documents. Right, right. The question is, on what kind of internal documents would it be? NXP has all the data sheets, which is like enormous amount of knowledge there. And they all NDA would. So it's right. under the, you know you have to sign an NDA to get access to it, limits of it, and those documents is hard as fuck to get hold of. Would be one thing I think they would have scraped off quite fast. Mm. You know all those documents, and that would be all the data sheets, the technical specifications mm. of how system works, which is very good knowledge to have. That would be compiled to like tens of decades uh, of, of knowledge compressed in those documents. Other things, source code. Okay, what kind of source code? Source code for actually, yes, you know, how you run the stuff. Like I said, how to run these chips, source code in the chip itself, the firmware on those things, like on the ICs. Designs is the next thing because the manufacturer products is like how to design it. The crown jewel of industrial espionage, espionage, you know. Right. I think we would see this as a espionage. I think mm. that's what you have to see this as. I think the intellectual property angle is is a high price. Do you think, I think there's some discussions online somewhere in the world that saying, well, this is their way of going to backdoor everything. Do you think that's a likelihood? I, I mean, we had the, we had that, I don't know, a couple of years back about that mystery chip on motherboards. That, that little rice. Yeah, board. yeah, rice. It's like, yeah, man, you have a cheaper chip, but, you know, NSA yeah. backdoored and all the cryptos. Right, right. That, you know, the, fin, the tinfoil people is going to have a field day for this. Uh, what I think about that, oh, well, it depends if you got access to the source code repositories. And, you know, I mean, a lot of his designs doesn't change. So right. you know, the firmware doesn't change that easily in the, like, RFID cards. Right. So don't do you. It's going to be in a backdoors there. The firmware or source code for to change how to operate it, maybe, but I don't know. What would what, I feel? What would... I feel that's a that's a really long and winded way of getting to somewhere where there's maybe an easier angle. Yeah, why would looks like, like why would you you know why would you backdoor your Intel processor? 
it's like oh okay it's like uh, well mm. so i don't think that's it i don't think we went for backdoor and i think that's quite unlikely if it's an intellectual property do you think they're gonna leverage that off to come up with a new standard that they have better control whoever I don't know the product cycle at NXP. I know some people in the community used to work right. for NXP, and uh, you know the good people, smart people, and uh, I mean the products life cycle there is like ten years at least. Right. So I mean, Desfi is the latest secures one, and that's been out for at least thirteen years. In some iterations, of course, the latest right. I think the latest iteration is from two thousand sixteen, so that's seven years, maybe. And I hope, of course, they must be having a, um, an amazing research development or an RD department. So if there were time to, you know, look at unreleased products, question is if, you know, if a hack got that so they can match it directly or if we just got the old stuff. I mean, if we got the old stuff, right. maybe we will see, you know, hardware clones like the food and makes of Micro Classic, we would see that as a cheap alternative in the MIFA Desfire cards. So what are Desfire cards? Desfire card is the latest uh, secure RFID cards from, mm. uh, from NXP. Uh, they are EOL 6 plus standard or something like that. So they're really secured, measured, and in this, right. in, they are in evolution free now. So it's in four product iterations of it. Consumer greatest, this is top notch. That's right. that's it. Everybody talks about a magic Desfi card. Everybody talks about a, a magic Desfi card would be you know, when you can change the unique identifier on a card to match another one, which is and read out keys and read out memories without any previous uh, ex, you know, authentication to the cards. Stuff like that would make it a magic card. That's what we call it. That would be something that might come out commercialized if you look at it, if you make your own copy of desfi because desfi costs a lot of money to buy a, mm. the license or, fee the license fee yeah exactly yeah. Uh, or just buy it that would be that you know if if you come out with a clone of it you can sell it a little bit cheaper and you have a mass market you know you have a whole market as the same product as nxp with the most secure chip mm. that's gonna hurt the business months so, so maybe, maybe the the impact is more economical than technology. Is that? I don't yeah, know. I think that, that's that's that would be my conclusion of it. Actually, mm. imagine you can go to iPhone and say, Apple and say, "Here, you don't need to buy NXP's chip. You can buy our chip. We do exactly the same as them. You know, we're full support what they're doing, and you know, but you can buy it for two dollars less. You have to remember." I think MyFair Classic sold over 1 billion uh, units over the years. And that they, they, NXP is so huge. So, so that makes me wonder as well, how on earth did they manage to put a lid on it? That's what I'm wondering. The irony that NXP is known for building secure chips, right? Yeah. Whereas oh, their well, IT security well. kind of lapsed somewhere, you know, this time. And, you know, I'm not saying that there is, there's a company out there that is hack proof, right? Any company, any day from small to large can get hacked. It shows how hard security sometimes can be, right? If you come to the security angle, which is, I totally agree with you, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's much harder than you think. Um, I've been fortunate to attend some uh, uh, bug bounty bashes live events mm -hmm. and when I meet the people there, it's like the top-notch 200 people in the world, and they talk about things, how the hack, and it's like, eh, you know, we usually come into the concept of phishing. And I, I realize I would fall 
for a phishing attempt that's okay. serious, you know, that have knowledge about me, you know, inside right. knowledge, I would click on that damn link. In, in the US, yeah, I almost, I almost, I, I almost replied back to a, to a DM I got over Instagram, and I was like, I've been, I haven't talked to this guy for a while, and I was like, and then he started saying something that didn't make sense. I'm like, wait. Then I checked, there was like a little period in his name. I'm like, oh fuck. It's, I think I think it's it takes it social engineering part of this is yeah. so successful. When I looked at it, I, I looked like this. For the regular employee, like in the states, if you lose a job, if you don't do this, if you got an email saying, you know, this is your closest boss, right? And you're not computer literate in that sense, uh, and saying, you know, if you don't fill in your damn time report here, or you are being accused of sexual harassment, of a colleague, please respond to this mail. Mm. That's your job to you know if that's the only job in your low level job you would click that link because you don't want to lose your job right right it's, it's you know it's things like that would you would just go for it because you why wouldn't you so i would say you know you can't give them awareness programs you know it's trainings you know if you have ten thousand employees and awareness programs people who fall for that shit anyway what i do expect is the c level of people or you know, the upper management so you know all the managers at an upper level that and they're you know, secretaries or whatever they have assistants they have those are the people i would think would you know they need to be really aware because those are the golden targets you want those people right the key personnel so if one of those falls for it i think that's a shame that's someone who didn't do their awareness training properly like they should often when a company gets breached all of it gets kind of bungled into one i think that you know the whole security field as a translator i get called into meetings where they're trying to discuss security posture and whatnot and and i'm translating between the professionals and the client and i'm just sitting there like why don't you just spend time training and doing common sense and they're like We'll put all these rules in the walls in there and whatnot. And I'm like, and I think, I think that's, 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 that, that is also often, you know, when people come to me and says, you know, I wish I could hack this. I'm like, yeah, but there's an easier way in. Right. I mean, it's just like, that's the lazy me going, why would you want to do that if you have, and I often say this super chip that I'm going to, yeah. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but you could just ask. I have a, a Bluetooth enabled lock on my on my door here and people are like aren't you worried about the security of that it's like no because there's nothing in this bat cave that i don't mind replacing i mean there are a couple books that i wish they don't steal but i doubt that these will go through my bookshelf and go i'm gonna grab that book right because they're personal to me right and there are a couple things that are personal to me that you know i don't i don't want to lose but to break the key here they would have to you know set up an sdr capture my packets decrypt the protocol, do a replay attack or whatnot. And I'm just like, or they can just ask me, you know, just like, look, I mean, that's like... Or knock on the door. Or yeah, kick right. the door or right. go through the window. The, the threat model that I'm facing here is a bit different, right? Like this place, like, because this is an apartment complex, it's very hard to hide, especially if I'm seven stories up. So either they have to be in the building across or right underneath or above this floor and the hallways are so small if somebody sets up an antenna somebody's gonna notice so you know <laughs> you know the likelihood of the that bluetooth door getting breached through through bluetooth is is very low here it's it's it would be a technique uh technology a technique savvy teenager who wants to do things you know with his flipper yeah <laughs> 
for, for now, it's okay. I mean, I wouldn't put it on a secure facility, right? Where I know there is sensitive nature and then there's a lot of places to hide and there's a lot of off hours that they could capture the signal and whatnot. But here, it's just, it's so out in the open that for me, that's not a big threat, right? I wouldn't put a Wi-Fi block on it. No, I know. But I mean, the one reason is that when the network goes down, not being able to get in is going to be really annoying for me. <laughs> I mean, and it, I have kids. I mean, right. it's, it's just enough, you know, just <laughs> ring yeah, the yeah. doorbell with a kid. So, yeah. So no, I agree. <laughs> what will they, what will, what will they do? It's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, yes, we have, a, we are from a rental company. Okay. Yes, we'll let them in. I, I think the fallout of uh, going back to the story itself, I guess, the yeah. NXP, I think it's going to be more economical than, 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 you know, everything being backdoored. I'm super curious though. So um, this is a shout out for everybody who, who listens to this one in this field or sector, because I really want to know what they got. Mm. And you know, if you got, if you got data sheets and documents, All right. don't be do, a do not send them to the wireless shit show. Cause I don't need to be like on another list, send them directly securely on a secure USB drive to uh, the address down Fuck below you. to to Iceman's home cave. So <laughs> somebody's gonna go like, "Oh, I- Iceman, you wanted these?" And they're gonna like DM me PDFs on the Twitter, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Send them all to El Cantor. No, they don't. No, don't send them my way. Send them Iceman's he, way. He he will actually be my cleaning anyway. Yeah. So economically, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope it doesn't do anything for them. I hope it just was emails and you know inside of stock things, decisions, management stuff. I hope that for them, um, it would be sad if they actually got hit too, if I look at it as sober, whatever you want to do it. Um, But if I did get something, don't be a stranger. (laughs) 